Welcome back to Shut Up and Smile, the holiday edition. My name is Nancy Coney, and this is my story. I love the holidays and everything about it, the lights, the meaning of what it represents, and especially I love giving out presents to the people I love or even to strangers. When I was a single mom, I would try to put some extra money aside every Christmas so that on Christmas Eve, we can go out and play Secret Santa. I was really hoping to bring that holiday magic to my kids when they were younger and just bring some sparkle and joy in some stranger's life. And I remember one year there was a family in the community that lost their house to a house fire and they were living actually on the burned down lot where the house once stood in a trailer and there was a pretty newborn baby. So at midnight on Christmas Eve, I piled the kids in the car and we trudged down the street. And of course, it was up in Canada and it was beautifully snowing, as magical as a Christmas Eve as you could want. And we left a gift card in their mailbox. Another time, we left a present on the front step for a little girl that was struggling with cancer. No matter how much I was cash strapped, I always managed to do something for someone that had it worse off than you know, than, than me. I wanted to make sure that my children also understood the importance of giving. And I always try to pay it forward even today and do as much as I possibly can. While the holidays are supposed to be joyous time of the year, thinking back to my time with my abusive husband, it sure was anything but joyous and happy. I was determined to make it as memorable for the kids, all the while trying to make sure that my husband was in a good mood so as not to spoil it for the rest of us. And that basically meant walking around on eggshells around him, making sure that the kids were not seen or heard around him as much as possible. I had to put on that famous holiday mask, making sure that everything was as picture perfect as a holiday card for the outside world to see. Every festive event leading up to Christmas, I was filled with such anxiety. I still don't even know how I did it looking back at it all now. I had to have this facade of happiness and normalcy during these festive occasions. Standing next to the monster in front of friends and family, forced to be part of the holiday cheer that was happening around me, when all it did was intensify my feelings of helplessness and isolation. Not to mention the fact that I had even more restrictions placed on me by my abuser as to what festive events I could or could not go to, who I was allowed to see and be with, and forget about friends. That was all taken care of by him, by the fact that he just slowly got rid of my friends one friend at a time until I was completely his and his alone. Also, what I was allowed to wear and who I was allowed to even talk to. During, I remember, during his company Christmas holiday party, if I happened to talk too long to, let's say, one of his colleagues, it was noted in the change in his eyes and the dread I instantly felt as I knew what punishment was in store for me later on. Add alcohol to the mixture and fear of safety rose. but. I still had to smile. 
And then I won't even go on about Christmas presents because while we had, you know, I had two small children and then three, it was all about my abuser. It was all about what presents he got would prove how much I loved him. And if the kids got more presents than him, that was like going to just be a recipe for disaster. The fights got worse and the verbal and mental abuse were at an all-time high during the holidays. It started at our first Christmas together, the mental games, and it ended on our last Christmas, which you will hear about in my next podcast. I became my mother at Christmas. I saw her put on her mask and try to make Christmas as normal as possible for my sister and I, but there was absolutely nothing normal at our house during the festive season when my father was blind junk. The holidays brought on extra stress because of the financial costs, which in turn made him drink even more. We always had money for the booze. Never had to go without that. One Christmas at a big family gathering, he fell asleep in the middle of dinner with his head on the table while everyone continued eating around him like it was normal. Please pass the potatoes. So here I was doing the exact same thing, putting on this big Christmas show. There was a time when it was filled with fun and excitement, but when he entered our lives, that fun flew out the front door. This is also the reason Carrie hates, and I mean she hates the holidays. And even though we have had such great times over the last 10 years with our big festive family, it still haunts her. I hope and I pray that one day as she continues her own healing journey from her childhood and her own abusive relationships, she too will heal and find the beauty in the season. I wanted to hop on today and bring this up since it is Christmas after all and we are in full swing for the holidays. I wanted to share just how much of a struggle it was for me to get through and survive it all. I felt like I was outside, always looking through a window into a world that was filled with love, warmth, and connection. But on my side of the window, all I felt was pain. My feelings of isolation, fear, and despair were amplified. It was a downright draining experience, and I recall several late nights after one of his episodes, wrapping presents until 2 a.m., just sobbing my heart out because I felt so alone and thinking that I just wanted to disappear because I didn't know if I could make it through another day, yet alone another holiday season. My secret, our family secret really was so hard to keep during the holidays. And when it finally came out, it was Christmas time. And that posed even more issues due to the fact that there was limited resources out there for us. I couldn't even take Carrie to the hospital because the Department for Children that were abused was closed until January. I recall having to go to three, I'm not kidding you guys, three separate police stations in my area just to report my abu abuse because they were all closed. And again, due to the reduced amount of people working during the holidays, I couldn't find a single solitary police station. Uh, to talk to somebody about what was happening in my house. Just more proof how it made me feel so unimportant that my abuse weren't to be taken seriously. Best to be not available for the help that, you know, 
families needed during this time. But I do have to say that once I finally got to document it, I did get a call quickly from the woman's shelter to make sure that myself and my kids had a safe place to stay. So that was definitely at least something and definitely reassuring. I'm here today talking to you and to remind you that behind the facade of holiday cheer, many individuals are in fact struggling and enduring abusive situations while trying to maintain a semblance of normalcy. It's crucial to recognize that not everyone experiences the holidays as joyful, despite the outward appearance of happiness. Amidst the glittering of lights and festive gatherings, there are those who wear smiles as shields, concealing the turmoil and pain they face behind those closed doors. They might decorate their homes, participate in celebrations, and exchange pleasantries, all the while bearing the heavy weight of abuse and trauma. It's a reminder that kindness, empathy, and understanding should always, always accompany the holiday spirit. Behind every smile, there might be someone silently seeking help, hoping for a moment to, of reprieve from the torment they endure. This awareness calls upon us to look beyond the surface, to notice subtle signs of distress or discomfort in those around us. It's a reminder to create a space of safety and trust where individuals feel comfortable reaching out for support without fear of judgment or reprisal. During this time of year, let's extend compassion to everyone, acknowledging that not all experiences align with the festive norm. Let's foster an environment where those who suffer behind false smiles can find solace, support, and the courage to seek the help they need to break free from abusive situations. It's essential for anyone experiencing abuse or suspecting someone else is to reach out for help. Hotline shelters and support services now often have additional resources available during the holiday season. Friends and families should also remain vigilant and supportive, providing a safe space for those experiencing abuse. I often wonder if anyone had reached out to me to ask me if I needed help, how our lives might have changed, but no one dared. They were just too scared. If you or someone you know is in an abusive situation, encourage them to seek help from organizations specializing in domestic violence. There are confidential resources available to provide support and guidance on how to safely navigate out of such situations. Remember, you are not alone. If you or someone you love is in an abusive relationship, there is a way out. I promise you that taking that first step is going to be the hardest, but the best step you can take. There is a great life out there waiting for you. I know because I am living one right now. Shut Up and Smile is available wherever you listen to all your favorite podcasts, as well as shutupandsmile.live. And remember, we would love to hear from you. So email us at shutupandsmile.live at gmail.com. I want to wish all of you a peaceful and a blessed holiday season ahead, filled with the joy and seen through eyes that wear no masks. May 2024 be your year to shine and feel 
the sun on that beautiful face of yours. I am Nancy Coney. This is my journey. And remember to stay safe, stay strong, and smile on. I will be back in the new year. Happy holidays, everyone. Oh,